0: Welcome to Spiritual Psychotherapy. My name is Mia, or officially Dr. Queen Lemon. And this podcast is all about learning to let go of those aspects of ourselves that are in the way of accessing our beautiful inner truth or the divine love that we are. And this episode, I'm responding to a question, a lovely question that was sent in, and it's all about how we know whether it's our deepest intuition our higher self or whether it's our ego mind that's guiding us and to be honest that's a really hard question and sometimes it is hard to know sometimes it's easy it's like you get this real aha moment and you know the way forward and at other times it's much harder so this is all about how we discern between those two aspects of self So this episode of Spiritual Psychotherapy is all about how we know what's our intuition. And I had a question sent to me from a lovely being who's living overseas. So I'll read you the question and it's, how do we know what our intuition is, how our intuition is guiding us? And she goes on to say, I know that I should quieten my mind and be still to know, yet I do not know in those moments when I am pondering hard questions, whether this is intuition or my own mental chatter or my own childhood conditioning influencing me. And she'd been thinking about this particularly in regard to harder questions such as having another child or choosing what kind of work role she wants to have in the future. And that's a really beautiful question and really important question and also quite a hard question. <laughs> so it's going to take this episode, I think, to answer that one. And there are so many aspects to it. And and what's coming to me as a place to start is actually It's slightly uh, lateral to that. And it's a a little card that I pulled out. My mum's got this box of cards that are sayings from The Course in Miracles and I pulled it out a while back, this card. And it's been so beautiful for me. And it says, the only question I ever really need to ask is, do I want to know my father's will for me? And I want to say here that My Father's will, meaning the will of pure awareness, the will of God, the will of consciousness. And to start by saying that that is the same as the will of our highest self. So our spirit, our inner being, the love that we are inside, that is guiding us. And that's the same will as God's will or the will of awareness. And the reason why that question is really important is that it's very uh, real that very often we don't want to know what my father's will for me is. And so I've been, I keep that little card on my computer and I've been mm, asking myself that question, even when it comes to, you know, small daily tasks like whether I record a podcast today or because so often we can get waylaid by our busy mind and all our past conditioning that thinks we have to perform that thinks we have to rush into things that's scared of the future and so we don't want to stop and be still and very often well of course in all our decision making our past conditioning and the expectations we may have of ourselves or the expectations that we feel society puts on us play a huge role so it can be really hard as this lovely person described to decide what's real what's intuition or what's coming from our head or our past conditioning so i read that card out because one of the very first questions that we need to ask ourselves in these circumstances is am i willing to hear my highest will or the will of God or spirit, because so often we have agendas that we're really attached to, and therefore we don't create the freedom or the space to allow mm, other alternatives to come in. And so that's probably one of the key places to start is, am I willing to really listen to what's wholesome for me? And another thing that I'll add to that, and, and that is I've read in many spiritual texts, and I know this to be true for myself, that the path of healing is often the narrow path, the steep path, the path that requires stepping towards fear and vulnerability. but it's also the path that leads to great joy and great peace and ultimately an ability to rest into that space of deep awareness or love that we are. Converse to that, the path of, of not healing, the path of ease is broad and easy and we don't have to face ourselves and we don't choose to step towards vulnerability. So it's not easy, this, this journey, and we need to approach it, and a question like this, we need to approach it with absolute kindness and gentleness and compassion and even approach the the various alternatives that I'm, our mind will come up with that may be affected by our conditioning or of course usually are approach them with great compassion great kindness because all our thoughts and all our ideas or ponderings for the future you know they come from our condition patterns, our deep inner feelings, our fears, and also from intuition and from spirit, and all of it's okay. Everything that we are is okay, and I know for myself that it's still possible for me to be really unsure about something, and and that's probably the second thing I'd like to say, and that, and that is you know, if we're still in a place of feeling really uncertain about something, it's okay to take time. It's okay to be a little bit patient with it. I know many of you might say that certain decisions need to be made in a reasonable amount of time and that's true, of course. We need to function in this world and but you can even hand that over, you know, hand that over to spirit, to to love, and just let the timeline evolve. And if you possibly can, give yourself time to gain more clarity. So often it's been in my experience that, you know, God's timeline is much more patient than mine. <laughs> it's still the case, I think. Um, and i have recognized over the years that that god's timeline or the timeline of spirit has always been valuable for me you know that the slowness of it has enabled me to grow in ways that i needed to grow in order to um, enable the ongoing journey to go the way it needed to go if you like so in other words that it's been perfect So yeah, we tend to want to rush things, particularly if we have a sense of, you know, so many of us humans, we have this fear of not being quite enough, or fear of how things are going to go, or particularly if there's been, you know, a lot of past trauma or past challenges in our life. And when we have that fear, we want to get things um, really clear and sorted out and mapped out. And the vulnerability of not knowing, is tricky. And that's another thing to say is that, you know, we really only need to know the next step, the next stage of the journey. We don't need to know the whole picture. And so if the next stage feels like it's better to sit on something for a while until more clarity comes, then that's what the next stage is. Even though the ego mind may find that a little challenging. And I have to say here, having, you know, in my own life had to make some really big decisions in the last decade or so, and all of them have been about attempting to listen to the will of my highest self or God's will. And, well, particularly the first one, leaving uh, the general practice setting and, you know, starting to work from home, doing psychotherapy and mindfulness, you know, that was terrifying And I didn't know if I was doing the right thing. All I knew was that my body was not sleeping in this role of being a GP and I had to make some changes. And You know, I did make some mistakes in those changes as well. I went and worked in theatre, which was beautiful for a while, but it still wasn't me. So that's another thing I want to say is that it's okay to make mistakes. It really is like you know many people have used this analogy and that is it's like a child learning to walk and you know we get up we try one way we stumble and then we realize that's not quite right and we have to change direction slightly and people say yeah but you know what about the really big decisions and I know having a child is big decision and yes of course that is something that we can bring to presence and be still with and really center in about but Ultimately, even if we make a mistake about the bigger things, if we bring what the Course in Miracles would call true forgiveness to that, so true forgiveness meaning that the essence of what we are, which really is divine love, you know, Albert Einstein said that matter doesn't really exist, that all we really are is energy whose vibration is slowed enough to be perceptible to the human senses. And that's really real, you know, beneath this appearing solid world, there is energy. And beneath that, there is just pure source, pure awareness. And so this is really more like a dream. And therefore, this energy, this, or this essence, let me call it, of source, is pure, unconditional, divine love, and it never changes. You know, I know from having been around Isaira, who is unconditionally loving all the time, and she doesn't flinch at my mistakes, you know, I know that that love is still there, and I feel that in that space of essence as well, that the love is unconditional. There's another saying in The Course in Miracles, and it's God doesn't change his mind about me. And, and that's true, you know, if we make a mistake and we just let it be, we hand it over to the light, we bring true forgiveness to it because we are still unconditionally loved no matter what we do. So another thing to really consider and hold in your heart is that all our mistakes are okay ultimately, if we bring it to love, if we bring it to presence, it's going to be okay. That unconditional love is never going to change. And I've got another podcast um, that's called Into the Light with Mighty Companions. And in episode 11, I talk a lot about um, some of the mistakes that I've made on this recent journey and how I've been so aware that I have been held in love, even in the midst of making those mistakes. Because the truth is we all, you know, we have an ego, we have conditioning, we have deep emotion and they are affecting us and that's okay. But just to get, I guess, a little more practical about how we do go about um, listening more to our intuition and this Lovely being that asked the question said that she understands around stillness and listening internally, and of course, that really is so important. And it's creating the time in our life to stop maybe it's in meditation or definitely regular meditation and regular breathing, breathing where we, particularly, you know, Asaira talks about slowing down and lengthening the exhalation and the exhalation stimulates the parasympathetic nervous system, which tends to calm our brain from that busy beta state with many thoughts per second to a much slower alpha state. So long, slow exhalations, regular meditation, and these are the things that will calm us down and slow the mind enough such that we start to gain access to that beautiful intuition, that higher self that will start to bubble up. Also, of course, spending time in nature. So spending time in nature with our shoes off, connected to the earth, you know, that pulls us into that space of presence. And when we're in nature, you know, it's great to really work on just being present, you know, with our senses particularly, feeling the earth beneath your feet, listening to the sounds, smelling the air. I have many times had deep insights come to me just in that space of resting in nature. And, you know, those things I just talked about, um, breathing exercises and meditation and being in nature, are so important if we're going to access that intuitive self. And it's particularly important if we're in a space of fear. And, you know, many of you know recently that I've decided to leave medicine and move into spirituality. And of course, because I had some fear and vulnerability around that, I did want to rush into things. And that was what made me, I wasn't, really wayward but certainly a little bit wayward in some of the things um, that I did and it's because there is that degree of fear around how it's all going to go and most of our big decisions do have various fears and conditioning attached to them so if you know that which is very understandable in these decisions that there's you know a lot of fear and conditioning then it requires probably even a little bit more stillness and a little bit more patience than we'd normally like to give. And the other thing that I want to mention about being in nature and really being in a space of listening in nature, so you're just present with what's happening, with the sounds around you, and that is signs. And I know Isaira has mentioned many times that we need to be careful of signs because our ego will often hook on to things that we are already attached to and think you know that must mean it's okay to do this or so we do have to be a little bit careful but I I really I don't want to write off signs because to be honest they've been a big part of of my movement forward so if you're spending time you know in nature or in fact anywhere really you know Be open to hearing the universe and often you will find you are guided. So another thing that I want to talk about, so we talked about spending time present, that was breathing, being in nature, meditation. Also, of course, self-reflection and reflecting on what you may know or are becoming aware is some of your conditioning. For instance, it might be something like, you know, you've always had very high expectations of yourself and tend to push yourself hard and and therefore haven't enabled um, enough downtime or it might be that there's been an attachment to because perhaps there was, um, you know, poverty in, in childhood or something like that and so there's been... A real issue around security and having to earn enough money and that has always affected a lot of your decisions and in fact these conditions that we have it is important to do some self-reflection and be able to see them clearly and recognize perhaps the impact they may be having but we need to see them with absolute compassion and absolute kindness and the other thing I want to say here is You know, it's my experience that spirit or our higher self or God doesn't, I mean, you know, yes, we do have to step towards vulnerability, but it's not going to be too hard. So for instance, I'm just using an example here. So just say you are someone who um, has had some poverty in your childhood and you you own a house and you are considering changing your job because your job just doesn't suit you, you know, it's perfectly okay. And, in fact, it would be the more wholesome thing to do to, sure, if you think you need to move a, move jobs, but to find something that is going to be financially okay so that you can keep your house. And, you know, it's not meant to be about throwing yourself to the wolves, you know, We're not expected to do that. So be really gentle and, in fact, even be considerate of what your conditioning's been and actually, you know, don't always see it as a negative. You know, see it as, no, that's an aspect that I need to look after in my journey forward, and that's perfectly okay. You know, in my experience, spirit God, essence, pure awareness is incredibly kind (laughs) and we always think well it's unconditional love but we always think that some of these decisions are terrifying and we're you know not sure how they're going to go but if we are following the path of our heart it will turn out okay and it will turn out okay not just for us but for everyone around us as well. So really remember to be kind and gentle with yourself, more so than your head generally is. Because I know for myself that, you know, awareness, when I'm in that space of awareness, I'm able to feel that soft, gentle love. But my head can be, you know, harder, more judgy and more impatient and more unkind, actually, towards myself. So remember that. It's really important. It's always about gentleness and kindness and being honest with your condition patterns but also kind to them. And another thing that is hugely important and Isara's got this beautiful saying that we need to live from our intention not our fear and you know so much of the world is living from fear rather than intention and Very often it's about security and safety and, you know, finances and people staying in jobs that they really don't like or that aren't fulfilling their soul because they're scared, you know, living from fear or staying in relationships or not being vulnerable and putting ourselves out for relationships. You know, we can get caught in living from our fear, not our intention. So a really valuable thing to do and, you know, people always talk about when you're making a decision, take a pen out and write down the pros and cons. And in fact, that's not a bad thing to do, (laughs) you know, but you've got to do it from the perspective of resting in your intention. So really spend some time, you know, doing some breathing, do a meditation, and then listen, what are my intentions? So, If I was to tell you mine honestly, it's to listen to God more and more and more. It's to bring love as much as I can to the world and to those around me. And it's to be compassionate to my mistakes and my fears. And then there's, you know, the more practical um, intentions, which is using my skills, you know, that I've, Really, I've loved being a therapist since I was, to be honest, a child. And so we all have value that we want to bring to the world, that we know we can bring to the world. So sit down with a pen and paper and first of all, write down your intentions. What is it that I want to bring to the world? And include your skills. So the things that you are naturally good at, the things that you've always enjoyed the things that perhaps, you know, your education and and very often even, you know, the stressors we've experienced in life, the trauma we may have come through, very often those things have informed our skill set as well. So sit down and be really um, loving and honest with yourself around what you can bring to the world, what value you have to give and what your skill set is. There's even, I know some universities in WA, they have, um, you know, those work uh, assessment questionnaires that give you an idea of where you might like to go into. And to be honest, they're not a bad idea either. You know, you you can do all this practical stuff to try and inform you as to what's a wholesome way forward. And really it is always best to move towards something that we feel is our natural um, gift, even if it's as broad as, I know I want to be with people. So sit down with your intentions. And and also it's not just, and you have those intentions for what you want to do with work, for your own personal life, and then bring into it your close loved ones because they're really important too. And how those intentions will impact upon, you know, your your intimate partner or your children or close family or very close friends they can also be considered in this process. And then once you've really sorted what your intentions are and that really is from the perspective of your higher self of your inner being, then you can do the the okay well what where does that lead me? Because if we write the list of pros and cons purely from our mind and, you know, when I left general practice 12 years ago, if I'd written a list of pros and cons, it would have well and truly, or from my head anyway, it would have well and truly looked like I should definitely not leave (laughs) because financially it wasn't a good decision and, you know, my family were really concerned about it and not too sure I was doing the right thing. In fact, lots of people were concerned I wasn't doing the right thing. But when I listened to my heart, you know, my body was suffering, I knew I needed to change it, I knew I loved mental health, I knew that there was a possibility of this earning me some money. So even though it looked initially like it, you know, might not fit the list of pros and cons, if I did those pros and cons from my deepest intention, from honouring my heart, from being able to have more time with my family, from feeling healthier and happier and that therefore, in fact, helping all my close relationships then it really started to weigh in the direction of leaving so start with your intentions really listen to those and even discuss them with intimate partners family friends and then come to what feels wholesome so I hope that's helped answer that question which is a big question for all of us I do want to say here though that you know Anything I say in this podcast is of course only general in nature and can't be specific to knowing all the circumstances that every individual is in. So your greatest wisdom always comes from your heart. You are your own most beautiful guide and thanks very much for that lovely question. So that concludes episode two of Spiritual Psychotherapy. I would really love you to join in this podcast and you can do that by sending me a question or joining me for a live chat one-on-one and I will be doing some small groups later on to record for this podcast as well and the best way to do that is to look me up on my website which is livingawarenesswa.com So I'll say that again livingawarenesswa.com and you can contact me from that website and send me a question or whatever you'd like to do and I also do individual psychotherapy appointments and I run small groups and workshops as well. The other way to contact me is on my Facebook page which is also livingawarenesswa and I highly recommend Isira, and her website is Isira.com. Much love to you all.